What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. You know, we got all kinds of stuff over there at FightfulWrestling.com. I'm going to have my match ratings up in the morning. Those are up already at FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. If you haven't checked that out, go over and do so. It's the most direct way to support us. Uh, subscribing to Fightful Select. We have dozens of podcasts every month, lots of news, lots of neat stuff over there. Just check it out. Might be something uh, interesting over there that catches your eye. But hey, uh, I've got that Q&A field up right now. You can go ask me as many questions as you want if you're a subscriber. But if you don't want to subscribe and you just want to uh, donate a super chat, we do answer questions uh, in our super chat. Uh, from uh, from fans as well, so check that out. I'm joined by Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you? I'm depressed. Why? Because friendship is a lie. Yeah, it's you know? true. That's true. Friendship is a lie. We, who, how, if you can't trust Kevin Owens, who can you trust? That's what I say. And I guess you can't trust Kevin Owens. So you can't trust anybody. That's fair. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, we do have SmackDown Live to talk about. That's we a do. thing. We do. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good and bad because I enjoyed this show, but what I didn't enjoy were some of the lack of explanations given on this show for, for certain things. And uh, we, we are going to get at that. Now, there's always some turd that says, Oh, oh, I thought you said you liked the show. Then you complained about a thing? Yeah, that happens sometimes. It's a two-hour show. Let's get into it. Roman Reigns, Shane McMahon kick off the show. Shane McMahon is here, and he says, that, or he makes Greg Hamilton introduce him. Then he mentions the Round Mushmore. Mm-hmm. Who's on your Round Mushmore of professional wrestling, Alex? Uh, well, I think... Uh, um, Sandy Ravage. Um, uh, gosh, I wanted to say um, Hulk Hogan, but that doesn't work. And also, he's <laughs> not on mine. But <laughs> uh, John Dre the Iant? Yeah. It's a joke. It's he takes really- up for his father, calls Roman Reigns despicable. I'm really not interested in another Roman Reigns versus the WWE Authority storyline. Now, somebody said, yeah, but that'll lead to a Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns match. And I'm sure that would be good. It'd be entertaining. But you know what I don't need? Roman Reigns building up to that. I I don't need that. Because we already did that. That was Roman Reigns versus Triple H. That's what that was. There was uh, a thing they put out today on their little preview of SmackDown. Will Roman Reigns be fired? Yeah. And the answer is no. No, of course not. Of course he's, of course he won't be. I mean, he should be. He he assaulted his boss on live television. Unprovoked. Of course he would be fired. In any even fictional reality, he would be fired. But he's not going to be because it's WWE. Also, um, you know, what is just as unbelievable as the possibility of him being fired is all of this ridiculous buildup they're going to have him getting beaten down by different people. They're going to add, oh, it's going to be Elias and Shane, and then they're going to add a third guy, and then a fourth guy. How will he ever overcome the odds? And then guess what? He's going to overcome the odds because he's Roman Reigns. Just, you could, you, at any point, they can stop insulting our intelligence and move on, but they just want to do that in perpetuity forever. Well, the wheels are in motion for that as Elias attacks Roman Reigns from behind, allows Shane to kind of gain a little bit of an advantage 
Shane and Elias gain control. Elias hits Drift away. And it looks like within storyline, Elias is a favorite of the McMahon family, Alex. Sure. I mean, again, we've had precious little evidence of that over his the course of his time in WWE. Um, he just goes out there, gets constantly interrupted. Nobody ever gets punished for interrupting him. Uh, then he gets fed to a bunch of different people. And it's like, okay. Now he's, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm also more specifically fine with him being, (laughs) we're going to talk about this weird parking lot promo later, but uh, Shane McMahon's definitely a a, a different guy now. Uh, We we can talk about that now. I mean, Elias plays a song where he challenges Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. Sure. Shane grabs him and is like, hey, yo, we got to hit the bricks though, because he's still here. Yeah. But he did it in the most coked out fashion possible. Like, hey, you, me, we gotta go. Let's go. Get in the limo. Let's gotta go. Gotta go. Uh, and I was like, great, excellent. Um, I, I'm fine with all this. Listen, the the match will the match will the match between Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon be entertaining? Yes, objectively, it will. You put Roman Reigns on SmackDown for the first time with a whole host of possible options for him to have matches with that he's never had matches with before. And the guy that you decided to do that with is the McMahon. Like, of course, of course. Why am I surprised? Of course. I think that Elias in these shorter backstage musical segments could really honestly be a breath of fresh air. Sure. It would actually, and it would, it would be able to save the time that they wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't have since they're on SmackDown. If he did it like that, he just, he doesn't have to worry about working around the crowd. He can just sing his song and get out. I like that. Roman Reigns later accepts Elias's challenge, so that match is added to Money in the Bank. Kristen Ashley uh, says, who can you plug for that awesome new background? Jimmy Van. I'm not going to plug the people that made it, because Jimmy Van paid the people that made it. <laughs> that was their plug. <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy Van. It was his idea. <clears throat> we had Finn Balor against Andrade next. We're going to hold off the rant. We're going to hold it off for one more segment. But Andrade and Zelina are back with no explanation, really. They just say it's because Finn Balor is there and they want the Intercontinental title. Well, okay. They go at it quick as the match starts. Balor is unable to, or he's able to counter a big powerbomb with a DDT, really good looking, and a super Frankensteiner with a pin attempt. There are a couple moves on this show that I think would be best served if they didn't do them every week. And Balor's Topekan Hilo is one of them. As good as it was... I don't need to see that every single week, Alex. It's like Dean Ambrose. It's it's not like Dean Ambrose's suicide dive because this is actually a good move, but it's one of those moves. It's like it's amazing to see, but it's not amazing to see every single week. No, and you're going to see it twice a week if Cedric has uh, Cedric Alexander has uh, a TV program on Raw because he does it in every match. He does it. I mean, you could say it's arguably better than Finn's. They both do it really, really well. Uh, if Sami Zayn starts having matches, I guess probably he wouldn't do that because he's not a baby face now, but a lot of guys do a pretty good Tope Con Hilo. They should. They're at the top of their profession, and and that's a move that guys do. Um, but you're right. It is kind of a thing that you, where you see it all the time. It loses its – its. Uh, I mean, now I see Tope Con Hilo, I'm like, oh, that was good. You know, I, I think the first 10 or 15 I saw, I was like, wow, that was awesome. And I'm like, yeah, that was that was good. The no, first it, time it, I saw four fifty, it means nothing. 
The first time I saw 450 Splash, Two Cold Scorpio became my favorite wrestler for years. Like the huge moves, impressive moves can have an impact. They're scaled back a little bit. Andrade gets a two count off of his elbows and his double knees. And then Zelina tries to body press Finn Balor, but ends up getting Andrade instead. That sets up Balor's finish. And we get the old 50-50 booking. <laughs> that's where we are. Yeah. At least the I, crowd liked it. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm into Finn versus Andrade for the IC title at Money in the Bank. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's if that's where we're going, that's fine. 50-50 kills people. So let's move on to the next segment. It does. Let's move on, or not, not necessarily the next segment, but... Uh, the next couple of segments that will go into what we're going to talk about. Alistair Black is backstage, and he cuts a very moody promo. Very moody. And to be honest with you, had Michael Cole or whoever it was that called him moody called him that after this, I would say, you know, you're right. This was a very <laughs> <laughs> this is a very 2016 Bray Wyattish but moodier promo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 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 I the, was it? Did he say you, you know who I am, but you don't know why I am? Like, I don't know exactly what he said. Um, it, it seemed very, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess is this the beginning of a quote unquote heel turn, like how dark he can get and all this stuff? Cause we haven't even, we haven't seen him doing that. Like, you usually the guy who's, you know, all gothed out and all tatted up that's traditionally usually plays plays the bad guy and we have he's been the good guy his entire time in nxt so you know we'll we'll have to see what what vince wants to do with him but i wouldn't be shocked if this is a way to transition him into being like you know some dark priest or something so they replay firefly funhouse and i would wager that the percentage of this audience that hasn't seen that already mid single digits yeah, maybe like five, six percent of the the viewing audience yeah. didn't see that before. Same vignette as last night. We'll talk about that momentarily. Chad Gable's out to no pop and the same music he's always had. That's a great restart for him. However, he's got Ahmed Johnson levels of baby oil on for his match with Jinder <laughs> Mahal, who, if you may remember, should be on the Raw brand but was switched over. Back to that in a minute. Lars Sullivan comes out and attacks Chad Gable, knocks him down, and I assumed that the ringside area would serve as a slip and slide for Chad Gable, and he would just be able to navigate around the stairs, the posts, and everything mm-hmm. as he slid away. That did not that did not happen. Instead, Lars Sullivan killed Gable and the Singh brothers. I mean, just destroyed them. Good yeah. running powerbomb on him. I like it. R-Truth's music hits, and he slugs it out with Sullivan, gets powerbombed, uh, the old tornado bomb gets hit, but I'm glad that the typical WWE trope of Lars Sullivan running away did not happen here. If Lars yep. Sullivan runs away from our truth, he's, he's dead done. in the water. Yep. That didn't happen. I they they are making Lars Sullivan look strong and he is strong. Yes. Um yeah, there's there's uh I, I mean I'm I'm I, I'm willing to see where this goes. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about gender. Hi, why are you here? Um, uh, but you know, when I saw that Chad Gable was coming out and he's coming back out to his old American, uh, American alpha music, I was like, well, 
Welcome back, babyface Chad Gable. You were a heel on Raw last week. It's good to see you. Um, and I thought, uh, oh, cool. I mean, maybe I'll see him. Get, he'll beat Jinder, and maybe they'll they'll. Oh no, they're not going to build him at all. They're just using him as entire fodder, aren't they? One of the most talented guys, objectively, that they have on their roster is just a dude to get trucked by a giant man. That's fine. Good. Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this situation that we've alluded to. Okay. The Superstar Shakeup was supposed to end last Tuesday. It was. So what we were told, by the end of Tuesday, we'll know. And they did this yeah. big dot-com article. Well, sometime throughout the week, at least according to reports, Fox was like, hey, yeah, we would kind of like Andrade and Zelina on SmackDown. Yeah. Apparently, WWE, I, I, I've not heard this, but that would in, that would lead you to believe that WWE didn't run this by Fox. No, wh- okay, why? Well, why? Why would they? Honestly? Well, you know what? You you could do that. You could just wait till October and do that and orchestrate orchestrated big trade to promote the launch of SmackDown Live. In yeah. fact, say you know we really wanted to get these thick guys on SmackDown Live. They were important. They mattered. We needed to have them. Okay, so they're over here. Yes. It's explained on WWE TV that it's because. Andrade wants the Intercontinental title and wants to chase Balor. And I'm thinking, huh? What? What do you mean, mate? You can't just do that. That defeats the purpose of the brand split. Otherwise, (laughs) the Miz can just come over whenever he wants an Intercontinental title match. They didn't have a backstage promo, but I'm assuming that the reason that Jinder is no longer on Raw is that he wants the WWE Championship. Just because he wants it, he gets to come over to SmackDown and nobody can stop yeah. him. Yeah, that's just the way it works. So, Jinder, the Singh brothers, Alistair Black, Andrade, Zelina, mm. all over to SmackDown now. Well, they moved Alistair Black over because if they're moving Zelina over, they're going to move her husband over. Right. right. Um, that's good. Good for R- Alistair Black. They needed to split that team up. Raw gets... Uh, Who'd they get? Cesaro and who else? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, who was already planned to go over. So we're talking like a six to two switch here, if you include the Singh brothers, who are filling up that bump card without wrestling. And by the way, they don't know what brand Bray Wyatt is on. Right. No clue. No goddamn clue what brand... Bray Wyatt is on. But they did say, Lars Sullivan is a confirmed member of SmackDown. Well, thank God there's as much clarity as we can ask for on this goddamn show. All I want is some explanation. It's so lazy to just move people. And it is insulting to the intelligence of your viewer. It is insulting to just switch them back after last week. You promoted the shit out of the superstar shakeup mm-hmm. and all these changes. And then you don't explain it. You just say, hey, you know what? They were able to uh, come up with a deal or something of that nature. Think of something. It ain't hard. Well, here's the deal. If, if Elias is the chosen one of the McMahons. Uh, you know, how how hard would it be to to believe that that uh, that Zelina could say, 
Andrade didn't want to be on Raw. He wanted to go after Finn Balor's title here on SmackDown. So I went and I had a meeting with Mr. McMahon and I worked everything out because I'm Zelina Vega and I'm his business manager and I can get whatever I want. Like you could easily just, and I would buy that. It'd be stupid, but I'd buy that more than like I wanted his title. So that's why I'm here. Like you could actually make it like actually we did some kind of business deal that, that worked out fine. Okay, great. But this is the other thing about this Bray Wyatt uh, vignette. This is the last time I will allow you to play it, WWE. You have to do something else next week. A different vignette from inside the funhouse, that's fine. But you cannot play this this vignette over and over again twice a week for a month. I will not allow you to do that. People are talking about this thing. They don't know what it is. Some of them hate it. But a lot of people are really intrigued by where this might go. You will lose every ounce of that goodwill if you start playing the same vignette over and over and over and over again. It won't work out for you. So next week, we better get some new content about Bray Wyatt or the whole thing's done. DJ Cass says, they poorly handled the superstar shakeup. They poorly handled the brand split since December. That's true. It's been miserable. Thermostat Mind says, can we get a James Harden sell of the night for your WWE reviews? Uh, We can for every time you do a super chat like that. That's for damn sure. That's what you're paying for. Um, Kyrie Sane defeated Peyton Royce. This was a squash. And we see Fire and Desire telling Paige not to come running back to them when Asuka and Kyrie don't work out. I like that. It's good. It gives Fire and Desire a little something to do yep. on TV. It gets them on the screen. They they have a natural story. I like that, Alex. Yeah. Um, uh, here's um, here's my question. If you had to bet, do you think uh, that whole um, women's tag titles also being defended on X- NXT is ever actually going to happen? Because I don't. Not with the Iconics, I don't. Yeah. Uh if it's if it's Kyrie and Oscar, yeah, I do. Well, I mean, perhaps. Yes. You you you're right. It's certainly more likely. They haven't mentioned it. Not not once, not ever since since the the the, the belts changed hands. Um and I I feel like it would be a, a a good thing to, you know, confirm it at some point. Um it's looking like there's going to be some multi-team match for the tag titles, one from from uh, Raw, Naomi, and whoever she decides, plus probably um, you know uh, the uh, Pirates of Tomorrow. I don't know what they're going to call Oscar and uh, and Kyrie, um, something like that. But you're right. All, all all Billy and Peyton do now is get squashed in singles matches. Like that's that's a really good way of building up these new titles so they mean something. Thank you to uh, Adonis Hernandez for the super chat. Much appreciated. Uh, <laughs> this was a squash. Kyrie style fits on the main roster. And there was a time in NXT I was like, will it? But it does. Uh, she is like a man. She's, I w- how could I explain it? I buy her squashes even though she's tiny. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. She uh, hit that, <laughs> that interceptor and the insane elbow. The Iconics promo from last night to tonight, night and day. Yep. It was so good tonight. Yep. Peyton says, 
I was dehydrated last week, but this <laughs> week I drank a gallon of water. And Billy goes, yeah, a gallon? <laughs> they can play off each other so well. They they're are really, so quotable when they're, they're good. They're, they've been best friends for like 17 years or something. Like at that point, you have a best friend for a few years. All of a sudden you're, you're finishing two sentences. They, they've got a, a lot of time. To figure out how to how to work off each other, it's good. So, so that segment's over. That's a good one. I'd like to see Paige a little more active in the managerial role, but she had the fire and desire thing, so I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Ross Gold says, "Any predictions on who wins men's and women's Money in the Bank?" Well, I think the women's is going to be on SmackDown. I think uh, I think probably I, I wouldn't mind seeing Bailey actually win Money in the Bank. Yeah, then cash in. Yep. Right after the Bailey Becky match or the Becky Charlotte match that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as men's, uh, I'll have to think about that. Any thoughts from you, Alex? I don't know. They they keep saying that you know that the, the report is they realize how badly they screwed up the last two men's Money in the Bank winners, and this time they're gonna get it right. Well, how about you get it right every time? Because because they really screwed up Baron Corbin. I still don't believe in that guy. Simply because he was like, oh, I got this briefcase, I'm going to cash it on gender, and just just get screwed. And then Braun gets it, and they're like, you're going to hold on to this thing for no reason while, while Brock has the belt. And then when, when Braun Roman has it, you're going to cash it in for a match set up ahead of time and lose that in some weird fashion. Like, actually making the Money in the Bank winner on the men's side mean something? That would be nice. I think it'll be Robert Rude. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. now I'm even more depressed than I was at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Van donated a super chat to promote the background. I don't know. He just, <laughs> you, Jimmy, you just literally forfeited like 20% of that super chat from your wallet to Google just yeah. to get read. Like he couldn't wait less than 24 hours for the list in your boy to put this over. Yeah. DJ Cass said, have we had one good women's tag title match since those belts came into existence? They already don't mean a damn thing. I think there's only been two, so or three. Yeah. Yeah. So no, not really. Uh, yeah, they don't mean anything. I think that was kind of the point of maybe why, uh, uh, just my suggestion. It's not me reporting anything before people take that quote out of context. Uh, that's probably yeah. what Sasha Banks was upset about. Yeah, I mean the idea. The idea. It, it would seem to me that that Bailey and Sasha really wanted to make those belts into something that really meant something, something that that that, that people would had the prestige. Women who were right now training to be wrestlers would want to form a tag team and come to WWE so they could win those belts one day. And Sasha and Bailey wanted to be the ones to spearhead that. And whoops, no, slip up banana peel. You lost in in Mania, and now we're just gonna have. The tag champs just get squashed because it doesn't matter. So the rest of this SmackDown Live, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, Charlotte Flair isn't happy about the fact that she lost her women's title without being pinned, but Becky Lynch comes out and explains the rules of the match that Charlotte was, in fact, in. Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, well, somebody even explained to her, you, you signed on for a winner-take-all match. And no, you didn't get pinned, but you knew the rules going in. You didn't have to be pinned to lose your title. 
And the fact that you're now complaining about it, it just furthers the argument Becky has that you're so entitled that you think everything should be handed to you. I think they do a really good job of ad-libbing to the point to where I can kind of see what both of them see. Yeah. But sure. you can make up your mind which one you're going to pull for in that in that matter. Charlotte trashes Becky for being knocked out by Lacey and says she's next in line after that. Becky instead points to the likes of Bailey and Mickey James as new challengers and says management won't untangle the web of Charlotte that she is attached to. That was a nice line. But Bailey comes out and has a nice line too. She says, you may have lost count of how many times you've beaten Charlotte, but I can count how many times you've beaten me, zero. Which is interesting because Becky has beaten Bailey before right. on in NXT. In NXT, which is which is weird that they, they can refer back to, hey, we haven't actually uh, you know, seen each other since NXT and been on the same brand. Um, so it's cool. But And then they later go, hey, you never beat me. But anybody who was watching NXT at the time you guys were referencing last week knows that Becky beat you, and it was actually a major storyline. It, it furthered Bailey on her quest to become eventual NXT Women's Champ. It was a major storyline. Whenever they actually have a feud between Bailey and Becky, they should really play up that series that that match they had in NXT. But um, yeah, I'm the thing about it that I'm interested in is I love Becky's. Like, listen, I'm done. I'm done fighting you. I, I beat you so many times. This is I, what I want. Is I want to give opportunities to new people. And I was like, yes, yes, please, let's do that. And then they did the other thing. <laughs> Justin LaRose asks uh, in the super chat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. How long does Sasha Banks have left on her contract? Years. Years. Um, yeah. Signed a new one last year. Don't know how long, though. Bailey wants a match with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte was like, you're not on my level. Why should I even entertain this match? And then she slaps the mic out of Charlotte's hand. That was a good way to get it started. And they had a fantastic match. And Great I tweeted match. that WWE has this bad habit of making you forget that people can have awesome matches. And I was like, oh yeah, this is that Bailey girl from Brooklyn. This is this is the one who had that match with Sasha. This is her. And it was awesome. Bailey does that uh rope stunner where she caught Charlotte. That was good. I think that much like the Tope Con Hilo, she'd be best served not doing that drop kick that she does every match. But uh, Bailey has added some new moves to her offense. She does like this double springboard body press where she goes first rope, second rope, body press. And then Charlotte starts working over Bailey's leg. That knee drop onto onto Bailey's leg on the ropes, gnarly. I loved it. And Bailey, it didn't seem like she had a real chance to go like this in a while. And she took advantage of it, Alex. I came out of this wanting to see more Bailey. Yeah, um, last night. Uh, she tweeted out, I think SmackDown's going to be really good for me. Yeah. And um, from the promo of them actually allowing her to be, to have some real fire, which she hasn't shown on Raw in a long time, 
um, like that that was that was a, a, certainly a sign that that was true. And the quality of this match was definitely a sign that they're, they're going to let Bailey be the Bailey that we all loved and started to root for um, wholeheartedly when she was near the end of her NXT run. Um, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the finish of the match, but that that was that's one part I was like, ah, darn, darn. I, it allowed me to hope for something new. Instead, we're going to get the same feud we had for the last nine months. But okay, that's a good feud anyway, I guess. Rob Wilkins says in the super chat, going to Avengers this weekend, Sean or Alex? No, I don't watch superhero movies anymore. Alex, are you? I don't know if I'll be able to find time to, to see this weekend, but it's the culmination of like 21 movies. So yeah, I got I, I to eventually see it. Even if I could, I wouldn't this weekend. There's two U, or the UFC, Bellator, and Impact show this weekend. So no time here. Uh Charlotte does this moonsault where she's obviously supposed to miss it and land on her feet. Ends up moonsault stomping Bailey. Yeah. Oh, ouch. That's nasty. I was worried about Bailey there. She sells it accordingly as she should, but she's also running at full speed. That doesn't exactly mean a lot though. Cause you may remember Hiromu Takahashi finished a match after being dropped on his head and has not been back since then. Almost yeah. a year. So hopefully Bailey's all right after the adrenaline wears off and bruising and swelling and all that that I assume that she will have wears off. But Bailey does a belly-to-back suplex. She She's refined that sunset flip power bomb into the buckle that we talked about a couple weeks ago, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, it looks a lot better now. Uh, and it's going to look better when she keeps on doing it. It's a new move for her. It looks really vicious. It It, it looks like a really great transitional move for her. Charlotte gets the win. There was a figure four. It went into a small package. She stood up, hit a spear. Loved the finish, too. Clean as a sheet. Charlotte's a really good wrestler. Bailey's a really good wrestler. It's okay to have them clean in the middle like this. Yes. Uh, I, I I agree. I can't fault anything about the wrestling. Uh, they they sold me a ticket on that small package out of, out of the figure four because I wanted to believe that this was a, uh, this was a new era. And they were going to give people other than Charlotte Flair shots at this championship belt. Um, but then I remembered it was WWE and they don't do that. So um, it's fine. I'm looking forward. Somebody says, hey, you know, the Charlotte Becky, they only have great matches. This feud is going to be great. And you know what else would be great? I believe a Becky versus Bailey feud or a Becky versus Ember feud. And they would have the added bonus of not being the same thing that we've seen for the last nine months. I just like fresh new things, and I feel like the Superstar Shakeup is the time to do that. But maybe that's just me. I think Raw could have used a worker on that show. Um, I would imagine that Becky's going to stick around in Raw. That's my hunch. I don't know what's going to happen at Money in the Bank. I like that. You yeah. assume that they'll split it up, but you just don't know. Also, there's the versatility of those tag titles and what changing those can do. Because I'll tell you what, if the Iconics lose the tag titles, then end up on Raw because they lose them to a Raw team or something like that, I'm okay with people switching in the Superstar shakeup that way. I'm okay with using that versatility as a tool or as a crutch. At least there's an explanation that way. What I'm not okay with is just, oh, they're on Raw because they want this title. No, no. Uh, Raw really could have used a 
Sonya Deville, I think. They really could have. Somebody they, who hasn't been done to death. Listen, they, 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 Raw could have used a fire and a desire. Both Sonya and Mandy yeah. could fit on Raw. Raw, it looks bereft of female talent right now. Yeah. So uh, hopefully Raw can put something together. I don't know that Lacey Evans is it. She's got good promo work. We'll see how that unfolds. I think that Money in the Bank is a real test for Lacey Evans because as we saw on Monday, putting Becky Lynch in there with not a great worker, or at least, I mean, Alicia Fox isn't a great worker. It definitely right. wasn't on Monday. Not a hot idea. Yeah. Because it just wasn't a good fit. So I, I'll, there's going to be something to be told because I imagine that Lacey and Becky are going to be carrying that women's side of Raw for, for quite a while. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Becky confirms that she's going to pull double duty. Like I said, I don't know what's going to happen, and I like that, Alex. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. Um, they, they they you you mentioned on Twitter it'd be kind of interesting the the way that she could lose those belts is she could she could have successful title defenses against a Raw challenger and a SmackDown challenger, and then whoops, Money in the Bank. Like there, there's a really Cool way finding interesting ways of getting those belts off her either either just one or both. You know, there's really interesting ways of of of, of stacking the odds uh, against her in a way that's that's believable and smart. WWE won't do this. They won't do it because it's it it's too complex for their liking. But hey, whoever cashes in Money in the Bank on Becky Lynch, that's her WrestleMania opponent. You want to know why? Because they're on the other brand that she's not on, that she can't get back to. But she uh-huh. wants them so bad, and you can keep them away from each other, except at pay-per-views. And you keep yeah. them away from each other the entire time. But hey, maybe Becky wants to go after the tag titles so she can get on the other show. Like, she's looking for loopholes. <laughs> she's doing whatever it is that she can do to get at the person because that's Becky Lynch, man. She's petty at the very least. She's petty. And above all else, she wants to get that last word in. There are a lot of ways you can do that and stretch it. And then finally at WrestleMania, she'll get her shot. However, it may be there. There are a lot of things that WWE can do from an intricate aspect to do that. And you build another major heel or at least a major name. Maybe Becky becomes the heel. Maybe the other person's the baby face. I don't, there are, there are options. There are ways to go about it. And uh, hopefully, WWE will explore some of them. Kofi Kingston is interviewed about his match tonight. Xavier Woods shows up and says, Say it louder for the people in the back. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard about the Workaholics joke board. Have you ever heard about that? Uh, no. The writers of Workaholics had a big board in the back. And listed were a bunch of phrases and jokes that they thought were overdone and just should never use them again. Uh-huh. This should be on there. I can't count how many times I see that on Twitter. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. That and tell me how you really feel. I don't care how you really feel. <laughs> Shit can it. Big O shows up, does the chant with them. They are on commentary during this match with Nakamura. WWE has to release this commentary at some point, right? Uh, like any number of these, like in a collection, maybe. Yeah, in a collection, or 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 how about this? You have your own damn network during these during this match. Say, 
You can tune to WWE Network and just get a feed of this match with with these guys, or just get just get the audio feed. You can watch it on your TV if if you know Fox or USA objects to it. Uh, you could have an alternate commentary feed that you'd just be able to listen to through the network in some way that, that, that I don't have to listen to. Oh, or Michael Cole overreact to stuff. But I could listen to anybody else talk about anything else during a match. That'd be interesting. This wasn't a super chat, but I'll answer it anyway. Any new info on Daniel Bryan? Strange not have heard anything about him for three weeks. Uh, no, there's actually no new info on Daniel Bryan, including like to a point to where nobody knows what's going on backstage. Uh, I had reported on Fightful Select that he was not there. That was like 6 p.m. Because I think somebody had said, oh, well, he's promoted for a dark match main uh, dark match main event. Yeah, well, so is the Shield next Monday. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, he was not there. Nobody has asked, or I don't want to say nobody's asked, but nobody, like, there's really not a lot of discussion about Daniel Bryan backstage right now. I hope he's okay. I do know that they didn't know. I don't think anybody, any party involved in that relationship, whether it be Brian or WWE, expected him to wrestle 120 matches over his first year back yeah. or expected him to make, I, I don't know, 130, 140 dates. Yeah. So that was a lot. Kofi versus Nakamura. Kofi does a nice, uh, like a little bit of a Vader bomb off of a rebound. That was kind of cool. Crowd was pretty good for this too. If you wondered if the crowd would still be behind Kofi after WrestleMania, the answer is yes. Yes, which is is great news, Alex. No, it's good. Um, it's good. They're they're still like I, I certainly would not have put it past uh, WWE. Do like okay, you want Kofi? Here he is, and we're gonna let you have watch his him win the the title on uh on at WrestleMania. And I would not have put it past them the following Tuesday to have him lose that championship, though. Just because, like, okay, this was not in the cards. We gave you what you wanted. He'll always have the WrestleMania moment. Now we're getting back to what we had planned. Um, and uh, by the end of the night, it looks like they may actually be on that way back to what they might have had planned after WrestleMania. I had somebody saying <laughs> about the brand split. If Andrade wanted to do it that bad, I don't see why not. Do we not remember when Becky used to turn up on Raw before she was double champ? What are you talking about? <laughs> she won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. She challenged for the title. It's not the same. Nah, it's Sorry, not- Vanilla Ice. That little bitty ting does not matter. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Kofi and Nakamura have a good match. I love that like inverted frog splash that Kofi does to a standing mm-hmm. opponent. Yeah. That rules. And it's horrifying, Alex. Yes. yes it is. <laughs> for, for Nakamura's knees. No, uh, not yeah. Not good. If I were Nakamura, I'd be pulling out the, I do not speak English. <laughs> if he was calling that spot, <laughs> just roll out of the way. No, thank you, brother. Kofi lands on his feet out of a monkey flip and does the Nakamura taunt. That was really good. Good. Uh, an outstanding kick exchange leads to an SOS. Then Rusev runs in. I don't know why we couldn't have a clean pin here, even a, a short pin, like mm-hmm. a small package pin. Let your champion win. 
and then everything yeah. can happen. But what did you think of the finish? Taking into consideration what's about to happen, though. Right. No, I mean, it was interesting. I don't know if you caught this uh, on the outside. It was Lana and Rusev standing there. Rusev in a suit, by the way, which is really cool. Uh, an interesting, an interesting twist for him. Um, but they're standing there on the outside, stock still, with their hands clasped in concern through yes. the entire match, which is a really interesting deal. Like this is, this is, there's, there's new things to be mind with these two. Well, there's one thing I loved that I, uh, it was a weird, like it was Kofi kind of hung up, sitting in the ropes, facing the outside. And Shinsuke Nakamura like slid under him and Germaned him on the way out of the ring. That was a great move. Um, I, I think there's there's more stuff you can mine here. Somebody was really upset that that you know Shin and, and Rusev weren't you know being pushed as singles. Like, well, you're they're not going to be. But I feel like you could really they have a higher ceiling right now as a tag team than as singles wrestlers. Um, yes, they do. They, I they, agree. They, they could very well wind up. SmackDown tag championships champions before the year is out. But as far as the end of the match goes, yeah, there's no reason to not have Shinsuke get pinned and then Rusev run in, but I guess they want to, they want to protect Shinsuke for some reason. Um, and then, you know, like some people were talking, Oh, it's going to be so great when, when, when KO turns on Kofi, it's like, can't we just, I mean, that's obviously where they're headed, but can't we let this breathe? Like for more than like seven days, but no, we can't. I I sort of agree, but they do have a title match to promote, and they are going babyface, babyface on Raw for the top title. Yeah. Uh, so a kerfuffle goes down. Rusev runs in. Newer day saves Kofi. Kofi at the trouble in paradise on Nakamura anyway, and then Kofi gets turned on by Kevin Owens. It had to be this way. It did have to be this way eventually. Eventually, eventually. I, I wanted to believe in friendship for for a little while longer. Um, I, I thought you, you could have had him do this after Kofi was successful defending at Money in the Bank against whoever else that would have been. Um, you could have convinced me that you could have built, you could have had Shinsuke win this match tonight and then build up to a Shinsuke Nakamura versus uh, Kofi Kingston match at Money in the Bank. I, I wouldn't have hated Kevin Owens winning Money in the Bank, but trying to stay a temporary member of New Day. Yeah, like, like no, no, guys. Guys, I didn't even bring it to the arena this week, I swear. <laughs> I am, I am, I will, I, I swear on my honor, I'm going to sign this contract, uh, right, this thing right now. I'll give you a written statement. I will not cash in this Money in the Bank contract as long as Kofi still has the title. And then he'll just do it anyway because he's Kofi, because of Kevin Owens. What I liked about this is that it um, it it leaves a lot of options open. During the beatdown, he did the apron powerbomb to Xavier, which they could easily say that's why Xavier's not there to, to watch Kofi's back. Big E's still recovering from surgery. So now it's just KO versus Kofi, one-on-one. You got nobody backing you up. And that's a way to actually, if you wanted to, get the title off of 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 um of Kofi onto KO and then down the line which please let this be a thing Big E shows up and challenges KO cuz a Big E versus KO for the honor of the new day ti- uh, like title match is something i could really get behind i see this and i'm like man there are infinite options and you know the, the- cornier, lighthearted way that we mentioned, considering the fact that it's New Day and it's Kofi Kingston, 
would work. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Owens as the same old heel might work too, because Kevin Owens is very good. Mm-hmm. However, I did want to see this new different side of Kevin Owens. Xavier tries to help, gets power bombed on the apron. Uh, Kofi fought back a little bit. It's just not enough. Kevin Owens overwhelms them. I'm very interested in this match, and I'm very interested in Money in the Bank, because right now we're looking at two Money in the Bank title, or two Money in the Bank matches. Styles versus Rollins. You got Kofi versus Kevin Owens. You have two women's title matches already. And I've had a lot of people say this. Well, they, they should have stretched it out till SummerSlam. No! I'm tired of stretching shit out. You, is the, thing, I don't, the problem with it is, is that it feels like so many of these other pay-per-views are nothing burgers. It's just, it has to happen at one of the big four or whatever, the big five. This is, this is a big five. I know, but what I'm saying is, it also is, o- is only three weeks away or whatever it is. You know, like it's a month from now. Um, and while, while I don't need anything stretched from now until August, you could stretch this out until June, but I guess they've, they've just canceled backlash. So that's, that's the reason. They're they're running another pay-per-view in June. Okay. I believe, I think post wrestling may have put that out there, but yeah, they, they are running a second Um, in June. But, but what I'm saying is, is that it doesn't have to be, there's, 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 it doesn't have to be three weeks from now or three months from now. You can you can run a six week program and still figure out a way of blowing this off, but but again, that's not what they do. My thing that I like the most, and I I wonder, I I, I trust KO to do it this way. I don't know if if it'll be like in a backstage thing where he's got creative control, or if it'll actually be on the show. But I loved his. I hope your kids had a good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's very personal. And KO's a family man. Like he loves his kids. He's a bastard, but he loves his kids. And I bet you he was watching Kofi's sons get to come out and celebrate winning the title and think, I'd like that for my kid. I'd like that for my son and my daughter to come into the ring and celebrate with their old man. Like and, and the 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 thing about uh KO is I feel like the his actual uh raison d'etre. Like his actual reason for being is resentment. He resents everyone else for having anything that he doesn't have. And like, he just resents Kofi for having that one moment that he couldn't have, he couldn't have had. I also love, like there's this thing where like KO is just, he's, I feel like he's still, the character would still be stewing over half how he lost the universal title to Goldberg. Like he had Goldberg scouted. All he's got to do is just, you know, hang out outside the ring and he'll never lose that title match. But then Jericho had to walk in and ruin the whole thing. Like, I feel like he still has all those resentments. He holds grudges. So there's a lot you can do from here. I, I, I wanted to see how far we could take babyface Kevin Owens, but I know he's so good at playing the heel. That's going to be great. WWE has a lot of options. They have a lot of interesting pieces to move around. I'm not going to excuse laziness on this show anymore. If it's lazy no, as no. shit, I'm going to tear it apart, man. Like they don't have a reason to be lazy anymore. They were lazy for four months with the brand split. Yeah. It's time to not be lazy anymore. Honestly, it was time to not be lazy four months ago. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. I don't I don't know where the problem is. Is that it's SmackDown because they have so much less time. But there's there's stuff out there. You you. You could easily 
um, put together some kind of um, just a series of six and a half, seven minute sprints between Chad Gable and Buddy Murphy. These two guys wanted to prove something to the brass at, at SmackDown. And it, it starts out as just two guys wanting to work. And then it becomes resentment and they start hating each other. You could do a lot of good stuff with the guys you have on SmackDown that aren't being utilized to their full potential. DJ Cass in a super chat and says, Benjamin Gable, could they reunite and do that? Yeah, they could. But now that you mention it, wouldn't hate Gable and Murphy as a team in the future either. Yeah, sure. uh, good God. That's that's a team that, right there. That, that would be, man. And Astros J5 sends a super chat and says, on social media, Ember and Alexa and Charlotte called Becky a bully. Are they going to go a route where she turns heel and Charlotte wins the Rumble to beat Bex for the locker room? I don't know if they're going to go Charlotte babyface anytime soon. I think they realize how good of a heel that Charlotte is. And even if not a heel, Alex, just acting like this, it's yeah. so much better. Yeah, and also nobody buys it. Yeah. Nobody buys Charlotte as being like, Everyone root for me. I'm your queen. That doesn't work. I'm your queen doesn't work as a baby face. I wanted to say something when you mentioned like having Becky get cashed in on by somebody on the other brand and she can't be near her. She can't be except for a pay-per-views. The person I trust to keep a feud alive for months and months and months via only social media attacks is Becky Lynch. Like they yeah. could easily just keep, keep that going uh, on on social media, like I, I'll never forget what you did to me, like kind of a thing, and they could easily make that work. And somebody said, "Well, how else can you make it work?" Well, there is Survivor Series, and there is a way that you can do Raw versus SmackDown there, because as we know, Alex, yes, it's the one night a year, the only night a year, when the superstars from Raw, and the superstars from SmackDown, etc., etc., etc. You damn right. You damn right. Uh, they they could always you know they could they could do other stuff specials but I I think that's a good way plus you get in the Royal Rumble season that's a lot easier but every pay per view is co branded now so they can run into each other yes at stuff like that I think it'd be really really good guys leave us a thumbs up on this video I can't tell you how much it helps when you all do that uh, subscribe to our channel of course uh, this is all original content that we're bringing to you and we we do it. Uh, with regularity tap the bell for notifications we are live with the listing your boy at 6 p.m eastern every wednesday uh, this weekend i am covering an impact wrestling pay-per-view as i do every single time people i see them always go what oh, you're covering that yeah i've covered every single one since i started come on join us same with ring of honor same with major new japan shows as well and if you want that stuff weekly covered fightful select the weekender podcast but tonight Getting ready for that uh, Fightful Report podcast that drops this week. Getting ready for the Fightful Q&A show that drops this week over on Select. That is the most direct way to support us. Go over there and check it out. You might like something. Alex, what do you got going on this week? NBA playoff basketball. I feel you. Nuggets and the Spurs. Nuggets and the Spurs at it right now. Somebody says, what about the Crockett Cup? How about this? How about we go there and we cover it in person? That's what we're going to do with the Crockett Cup. Oh, by the way, I interviewed Magnum TA to promote that. Oh, by the way, I'm in constant contact with Dave Lagana to talk about that type of stuff. Yeah, we got you covered with the Crockett Cup. We got you covered, my friends. We're also at Double or Nothing and StarCast next month. Uh, We're going to be at SummerSlam this summer. 
might be at Raw next Monday. I don't know yet. But my God, follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross app. Follow us at Fightful. We finally got that handle from Shavonda Hawkins, who never tweeted. Shavonda, how dare you, Shavonda? Shavonda, we're out.